to another NY Jets Fans Podcast with host David Sharman and Chris. Please make sure y'all follow us on Twitter, Jets Fans Podcast, um, Instagram, NY Jets Fans Podcast, and also our podcast is now is on iHeartRadio. So if you can find us on iHeartRadio, NY Jets Fans, that would be perfect. Um, and last but not least, um, as of next week, due to the season starting, we will be posting the podcast on Saturdays. But if we got something to do, we'll do it Friday. We'll post it Friday night. So just be on the lookout because it's a, next week is a new season, and it's, <laughs> and it's crazy. So we have Krista that's going to join us in a couple of minutes. But right now, let's get into some crazy NFL news, crazy from the probably yesterday. Um, the Texans, the most active team out of the whole NFL, has traded Clowney to the Seahawks. But uh, linebacker, defensive end, uh, Mingo, and linebacker, Jacob Markin, uh, Martin, and the 2020 third-round pick. That's just not it, y'all. Hold on. They had <laughs> traded – they had acquired Carlos Hyde, the running back, in exchange for a third-round offensive – for the former first third-round offensive tackle, Martinez Rankin. And last mm-hmm. but not least, they had made a big – a Big trade with the Miami Dolphins for Tunsil and Stills, and with which also involved the first round. They gave the Dolphins a first round draft pick for the 2020-2021, a second round pick in 2021, and offensive tackle Davenport <laughs> and cornerback um, Johnson. So, so I'm gonna start off with you, Sean, because you you you're the detail man. So, tell me <laughs> tell me how all these trades uh, came out and who you thought and how you thought the Texans did. I, I think you need to start first with the blockbuster trade because I know the Jadavian Clowney. Everybody was kind of expecting him to be moved. Didn't know exactly the details. Uh, at first, it was gonna be to the Dolphins. And then I think, uh, not I think, but the Davian Clowney nixed that trade. He, 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 he had the, the leverage, unfortunately, in that deal. That's what put the, uh, the Texans in, on the clock uh, uh, on, on, on getting that deal done because they didn't have a choice. Um, uh, he, 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 all he could do was threaten uh, to not sign his tender and they, they wouldn't be able to trade him anywhere. So... He didn't want to go to Miami. He couldn't get traded to Miami, but uh, but they still ended up getting what they wanted, who was Laramie Tansel. And they got a wide receiver, kind of giving them wide receiver death, which they needed, uh, the Houston needed, uh, uh, with uh, Kenny Stills. Um, this is uh, on, the, on, the Houston, on Houston's part. Um, this is something that needs, needed to be done. We've spoken about this multiple times, about the fact they don't have a GM and a lot of really bad handling of, the, of a lot of things that's going on, gone on with them within their organization. But I don't think we could really kill them too much for going out. Uh, I understand giving up two first round picks in the next two years and two second round picks is, uh, is quite a haul, but you have to understand the type of player you get. You're getting a 25 year old left tackle in a league where left tackles are rare, especially as good as this kid is, is practically a top five tackle, and he's a, he's 25 years old. Meaning he's, he could still give you 
at least eight years of prime left tackle play. So, so you you would pay you would uh, sell the sell the house for this guy. So um, I'm I'm happy with that. And like I said before, the the um, the wide receiver depth with steal with steals as I I'm happy uh, with. Uh, so um. Yeah, um, Houston. Houston did well, and on the like I said before, on the on the Jadavian County, I think that was the issue. If you want to take issue with anything, is the fact that they should have really traded this guy before all this happened. The fact that they waited until now kind of kind of uh, messed up what they could have gotten for him. You know, uh, um, he had way too much leverage, and at the moment, at the way. The way it all happened, that's why they would, could only come out with what they came out uh, from the pick. Um, but I guess it's he played it well, you know, uh, forcing their hand uh, at the end of the day. Uh, um, I guess on the Miami side of this, man, uh, <laughs> the mm. Dolphins are, are, are stripping it down to the studs. Basically, they're they're they. Um, I mean, like, this is a highly questionable move, man. Uh, how you you would trade a 25 year old tackle that's like I said, you know, ranking so high in the league, you know, playing so well, and you know, for what? You know, those are guys that you don't get. You know, it's very rare that you get a tackle of his caliber in the in the draft or anywhere. You know, so um, that's a highly questionable move. Um, We'll, I guess we'll touch on the other stuff with Miami later. Later, but when it pertains to Houston, uh, that's where that's my feelings on what they did. Oh, yeah, and I, the Hyde, and the Hyde. I'm sorry, and the under under Carlos Hyde get is actually a really really heady move by by whoever it is that's uh, making the decisions over there. Um, adding adding kind of the similar type backs there with Hyde and uh, and uh, what is it Johnson. Uh, you know, you take you take the two guys and they kind of make up one running back. You know, running back by committee. So yeah, that that was a pretty good move by them. Yeah, I I agree. I think with the Texans, I think you got to give them a lot of credit going out and getting Tunsil. Yeah, they did give up a lot for him, but you know, like you said, man, he's a top five left tackle in this league. And left tackles that you consider franchise left tackles, you don't trade away because those are the guys you build around just like a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback, you build around the left tackle because you need to protect your franchise quarterback. So that's key. Um, so I don't like it from Miami standpoint. I know they got the two draft, the two first rounders and the second rounder, a couple of players. I get it. But you know what? Now it puts all the pressure on them because now they got to hit on those draft picks because <laughs> how many times have we seen, <laughs> including us, um, guys don't come through with those first round picks, even though they're going to be high. Uh, I mean, not the ones they get from the Texans, but their own picks are going to be extremely high because they're going to be uh, they're going to be a really, really, really bad team. Probably the worst team in the league the next two seasons because they got nothing right now. I mean, they got absolutely nothing on that roster. So, um, so from that point, I, I don't get it either. Texans, great move, and we were kind of hammering them a little bit because they don't have a GM. Uh, so. Definitely, this is a good move on their part. Uh, Dolphins, like I said, man, they are a complete poop show right now. Um, <laughs> to say it nicely. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, the, like you said, they're going right down to the studs. I mean, they're basically starting over. So, you know, for the, at least the next two years, probably three years, they're going to be 
you know, yeah. really bad. And another thing I don't I understand too, if we're talking about the Dolphins, how do you <laughs> not start Josh Rosen? And, you know, like that that one bothers me even more because you traded for this guy. Let's see if if this guy is if they start him and he looks really good and he's in a legit legit starter in this league, then the next draft, you know, the next draft coming up, you don't have to worry about drafting a quarterback with that first, you know, with that first pick that that you're going to get. So you can actually trade that down and get even more picks if you want because someone's going to be looking for a quarterback next year. So I, I don't I don't get the whole sitting Josh Rosen and starting Fitzpatrick. It makes no sense to me. So and yeah, and this is and this is the thing too. Uh, part of the story that I was reading about the whole Laramie Tunsil thing was that the Dolphins went out of their way at when the rumors kind of leaked out that uh, they were kind of dangling Tunsil out there uh, in trade talks. Um, that they went out of their way to tell Tunsil and his and his representatives that there was no truth. To, yeah. to the trade. I mean, come on. Yeah, that you wasn't know, you right. Tell, you telling the kid that you're not going to trade him. There's no way. And then a few days later, you trade him. And then somebody and, and some some source from from uh, from inside the locker room basically told the Times that uh, that uh, they uh, that if if that's true, if the rumors were true, the locker room would revolt because they really love that kid. The, the people down, the, the players down there really love. I guess I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know? think about it. who's going to be left after this year, too. I mean, they don't yeah. care, right? Yeah. So, exactly. Uh, so, so you know, and no, it, it's it's a mess, like you said. Um, I think, I think, I think again, I'm going back, showing, you know, you're just showing organizations that know what they're doing and have a plan. You know, it's going back to to um to what the what Houston what happened to Houston. Houston had a a a, a pick. I think I, I think they were in line to pick uh, Michael Dieter when he was coming out, and they got jumped by I think it was by the Eagles. You know, to take and Dieter is a really good tackle. Mm-hmm. They if they if they could have just picked Dieter in the draft, they wouldn't have to like practically trade their whole farm. To get tonsil, you understand me. You, you, this is the thing. You, if you have a plan as an organization, you don't end up looking like an idiot and giving up most of your future for a guy. Even if, like I said before, I think I think the kid is a really good player. Uh, I mean, not I think. You know, everybody that knows anything about football says that Larry Tunsil is one of the best left tackles in the league. Uh, you could check oh, Brian Baldinger yeah. and down the, down the you know talking about him. So. He only gave so up two talk- sacks last year. Exactly. But I that's mean, come game. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we you, got tackles so- that give up two sacks a game. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you giving you giving you you looking at this guy and and you looking at this organization in Houston that has had multiple missteps, and they've tried to iron it out by doing these things, you know. And I hope for their own, you know, especially with with uh, uh, um, Andrew Andrew Luck retiring, kind of, you know giving them a, hey, let's do this now kind of moment kind of thing. So, you know, let's hope for their own good that they could, like, take everything together and kind of build on that, probably go to the playoffs and threaten to go to the championship uh, or some other AFC championship or something because if they don't, it'll really look bad on them. And then you look on, on the Dolphins and all that crap that's going on. It's like a soap opera. And, and we've talked about it a lot. 
even if it, they're an enemy of ours <laughs> and we like to, you know, it's hard to watch somebody just shit the bed, excuse my language, the way they do, you know. They all, we, we always get panned like the, the, the team that always mess up. They're like, oh, it's a, it's a jet thing. It's a bad, you know. Right. And look at this. Kill, kill them for this stuff. For this ridiculous thing. You, you know what? You, you, you're stripping your team down to the studs, but you're starting a guy that's known to, like, luckily win, you know, four games every season, even if he's bad. He always somehow just for a game or two goes on a run and then you're like, who the hell is this guy? And you're going to start him instead of starting your kid that like, like Chris was just saying, you know, that you could get to see what he is and what he has. I don't get it. And you know what? Here's something. I don't know if you guys would agree with me, but I, I, this is what the Jets should have did the year after we lost. Uh, what was that? Two years ago when we lost to uh, Buffalo to not get into the playoffs that year? What was that, two years ago? Or was that three years ago now? It was 2016. So it was okay. Ago. After that season, because they squeezed out whatever they could out of a lot of those veterans on that team, and right. we were never the same after that. That was the, that was the year the, the Jets should have said, okay, you know what? We got what we could out of this roster. Time to rebuild. And they should have started to rebuild then, not try to, you know, um, replace here and there, put a Band-Aid here and there and try to – right. And and oh. and and you and you're so right. Um, um, putting a bandaid on things is the the worst thing to do. And yes, you want to say that the Dolphins are doing the right thing the way they're doing it. But just look at the way they're doing it. If you're gonna strip the team, mm -hmm. strip the team. And right. why are you starting this dude for? Why Fitzmagic yeah. is the starter? It don't make any sense. sense to me. Do they not want to? Do are they that? Do they do they value? Um, Rosen that much that they don't mm. want him to get killed back there? Is that why? I don't mm. know. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I just know that we – I just know that the uh, Dolphins is definitely in rebuild mode because they just – this morning they just got rid of Kiko Alonso and yes. they traded him right. to the no. Saints. <laughs> they traded yeah. him to the Saints for uh, Vince Beagle. Um, yeah, a, a, a one-year one starter. It's a yeah. straight linebacker trade, and Kiko Alonso just had uh, his best year last year. And I know the guy's injury prone, but oh, to put him together with the Mario Davis, they Davis, the Saints man. is the Saints is looking to win a championship, and we all we all know that Drew Brees is in his last year too. You know, as as being this quarterback, and you know, and to bring him all of these studs and, <laughs> and all of these players, it's it's ridiculous. So, um. I just wanted to say that, but yeah, the Dolphins is in rebuild mode. Uh, I do want to, I do want to give the Seahawks a good shout out for uh, for getting Clowney because it was a much needed for them, but all, but also for only doing half, only have to pay him eight million out of that fifteen million dollars. So I, I, I do think that was a good move for the Seahawks. Um, I know, you know, we, we was like, no, the Jets didn't need him because we have so many guys out there, you know, and. They, we always, they always be like, we need a pass rusher, but we have the guys, you know. We just need the cornerbacks at, at this point. <laughs> so, it, it's, so, it, so we really don't need, you know, Clowney when Clowney could be, can be um, how could I say this? He could be basically that guy for another team. And, you know, his veteran. Yeah, he fits. Yeah. Yeah. He fits, he fits what Seattle does to a team. He's basically a Seattle player. So, uh, uh, that, that kind of a, 
uh, press man, uh, Tampa 2 kind of look that they play on defense with that high pressure in the front is kind of what he is. He's that, that ridiculously explosive athletic player that they always have around the ball. That's their kind of player. Um, uh, I, I think I said that on Twitter a little bit ago that, uh, that listen, people, I'm not bashing the, uh, Clowney at all, but Clowney is what he is. He's a physical specimen, a freak. Uh, too big, too fast, too long, too strong. <laughs> you understand me? Just, just that's it. The, the thing is, if he was more of a technical uh, uh, player, if he had, you know, if he had more of a, uh, a technical, technical skills to his fast rushing moves, uh, um, you would see a little bit more production from him than just, you know, in, especially in a defense where you have Merciless and Watt on your defense and you're, you know, and you're basically, you know, getting eight sacks or something like that. Again, I'm not bashing. I'm just saying he's made for specific types of defenses. And it doesn't mean that he fits everybody. And that's why I didn't think that it was necessary for him to come to the Jets. I thought, you know, he would thrive in another place. Unlike Seattle, you know, I thought that was a good pickup for them. Yeah, and, um, you know, last but not least, uh, the Carlos High worked out perfectly well because they, like, like Andy Reid must have known that they was going to get LaShawn McCoy, uh, <laughs> and it works out for uh, the Chiefs and it works out for the Texans because the Texans just got Duke Johnson. So, you know, to have another running back that's not, that's not as good, but that's, that's going to be all right to share, you know, to share the um, rushes. Johnson, I think it was a solid move. And for the Texans right now, y'all, y'all objective is to get past the first round and get, at least get close to the AFC championship game. Y'all got yep. the offense. Um, y'all cornerbacks are still a little iffy. But, <laughs> you know, but if y'all, if, if y'all could go further in the playoffs, then, then you know, then I see it being a, a great, a great move from y'all, you know. We we've been bad, bad we've been going at it with, with y'all about y'all GM situation, but we will give y'all credit when credit is due. Definitely, definitely, yep. Agreed. And, yeah. Before we get into the new, before we get into some more uh, NFL news, uh, an hour ago, Adam Schefter just posted that Chicago Bears uh, extended Cody Whitehead to a five-year, fifty-two point five million dollar extension. <laughs> 7.5 million guarantee, and it gives Whitehair the second largest guarantee for a guard extension in NFL history. So, um, I, I, yeah, so that's a lot of money for uh, <laughs> for a guard. Um, your quarterback, that's the whole thing, you know. Yeah, it's, it's all about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially on a team like the Bears, where they're going to play mm-hmm. a lot of their teams outside in the cold. You mm-hmm. want a you want a good front line. So you could get a, a good running game going too during those cold, windy days in Chicago. Yeah, that's one of those teams that have a, 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 a they have a great uh, a good to great offensive line, and you don't a lot of the names you just don't know, but they play really well together. They're uh, yeah, very un, un, I'm, I guess the people that know know that uh, that that line is very impressive. It's a very impressive line out there. Little by little, you'll see them anchoring down and paying some of those guys because they've. They've really earned it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Just think about Chicago real quick. They're three out of their last – well, their last four uh, games in their schedule, right, is home against Dallas. That's December 5th. So 
getting back to a cold, windy game, right? Then they go to Green Bay, then the home against Kansas City, and then they finish off in Minnesota. But three of those last four games are outside in December in cold weather. So, hey, man, that's what the Bears are known for, right? Yeah. So, you know, monsters, you mon- since monsters are, yeah, monsters are the midway kind. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you wouldn't, jo- you can't join the, beer, the, the Bears and, and not think that you'd be playing out in the cold, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, their, that's their history. That's what they're made of. Yeah. Yeah, listen, yeah, but those are those are going to be very important games, you know, for Chicago. Hopefully, oh yeah, yeah, you know, because you know Green Bay, they always play in the cold, and Kansas City Midwest is cold. So, I think I think those two teams will be good. But you know, that's a team. A lot of team. A lot of people are picking to go to the Super Bowl this year. The Bears. Ooh, the, Bear, the yeah, they're they're going to be a lot. scary. They're going to be a scary team to deal with. The, my only question. Is the fact that they lost their defensive coordinator uh, to the Broncos? Exactly. Uh, he he became their coach, and a lot of players uh, spoke about this this guy being the magic behind their defense, how their defense has been playing so well. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't see I don't see Chuck Pagano if he's the defensive coordinator now. I don't see him doing the same things uh, Fangio has done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pagano is known. He he's known for his defense too. But I mean, yeah, it's not. I don't know. It's I, great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I I mean, the players are still there. I I they still have Jackson in the back as safety. as very good. They got corners, and you yeah. know who they have in the uh, front. Buster Scream. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about that was a Super Mac. Bowl right there. <laughs> But but yeah, until you could block Mac one on one, uh yeah, stop him from making your quarterback into Swiss cheese. I can't yeah, you you're gonna have an issue with that defense. So I think you know it's gonna Bears, be a problem. I think with the Bears, I, I mean I don't know if anybody's I, I'm not as sold on Trebinsky as some some other guys are. I don't know how you guys are, but I'm not a hundred percent sold yeah, on that yeah, guy. I'm not I'm not sold. I'm not sold on him neither. Uh, I have to yeah. see he, this year is a good proving year for him, you know. I think you should not. Yeah, I listen. You should not be sold. He well, he hasn't done anything to be to sell anybody in anything. He's shown promise. Right. You know, he, he um, um, there's yeah, there's things about him that looks like he's trending upwards. I mean, you know, but there's also things about him that you're like, uh, dude, I right? Mean, come on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you understand me? So I mean, especially when you have an offense where, you know, the way. He, his reads are based. Uh, last year was a little simple, you know, here and there. You know, again, I, I, I don't want to speak in, you know, out of turn because I didn't watch enough of his plays to say a lot of it that I saw was simple. I could be off base, but a lot of it was like simple. Get the ball out of his hand, uh, especially with players like Terry Cohen. That's like a ridiculous and he, kind of Tyreek he Hill like player, one year, right? In college. Am, yes. I, am I right about that? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he, so he's got limited, yeah. you know, experience too. So that's why, you know, he's a work in progress as well. So this might be the big, his big year. You never know. But yeah, I don't he, know. You, it all we'll depends see. on how that yeah, offense exactly. we'll is. See. I, that offense is a little iffy for me, but I'll get into those with that with the with my with uh with our predictions later because this. It's too much. Uh, <laughs> let's, um, let's get on some running back news real quick. Um, the Chargers had uh, told Melvin Gordon, uh, agent, mm. that Melvin that basically they can go they could go look for a trade partner and see which I guess whatever team Melvin Gordon likes the best. Uh, and also uh, with Zeke, 
uh, Zeke and the Cowboys, their contract is uh, intensifying. Basically, that means that they're close to a new deal and hopefully get a deal done probably by tonight and maybe early this week uh, coming up. So, uh, how's important, how important is it for to get this contract done with Zeke? And with Melvin Gordon's case, the Chargers just seeming like they're done with them. Uh, how's that going to play out? Go ahead, Chris. All right. Well, I, you know, with Zeke, obviously – it's very important to get him in into camp, obviously, and get him in signed and everything. Forget about camp. You know, week one is this week coming up now. So, and he's so important to that offense. Obviously, you know, we we've spoken about this the last few weeks. Um, so I, I think, and Jerry Jones knows. Hey, listen, let's sit down. Let's get serious. You know what? Maybe you're not going to get Todd Gurley uh, money, but you're going to get close to it. You know, you're still going to get paid probably second highest paid running back in the league. No doubt. That's fine. So maybe he's not going to get girly money, but he'll get just under that, which is fine. It's still a good amount of money. Um, and, the, and the Gordon thing, I don't understand. Like, why didn't you tell him this two months ago when he said he wouldn't report or, you know, when he wanted the, uh, the, the contract extension, him tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Start working on a trade. Let's see what we could get. See. And you know what? Get a trade and see what see what your your market price is going to be out there. They're going to tell you, yeah, if we're going to trade for you, we're going to want to sign you, and this is the contract you're going to get. So see what everybody's willing to give you, and then come back to us. And if someone's going to, you know, go over our amount, then we'll trade you. If not, then just stay with us and take the money we, we're going to offer you. Right? I mean, that's I don't know why they waited so long to tell them to go look for a trade. I've said it. I, I think I said it when this thing started. Uh, that the history that uh, the Chargers um, front office has with the way they deal with players, they're not. They they don't give in. They're not. They're not a type of of organization that that just give you what you want. <laughs> you will. You will basically yeah. a lot of times. A lot of they've had a lot of the confrontations they had. Even with their remember they had that. Uh, confrontation with their first round pick, uh, Bosa, mm-hmm. when he won. Oh yeah, that's right. He held out the and whole. And then he even he even had a he even had he, yeah. I think he even missed the first game of that season if you, if, if I if I remember correctly. He might you be know, right. Um, over language in a contract. Like think about it. You know they've 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 made they they've always been like that. You know they they they're one of those organizations that really don't budge. You know they have certain ways they deal, do things and they, they really don't go over it. I think I think they've shown him love enough. You know um, they've they've said um, not one negative thing about him. They've just said, hey, we're not in the same place. We think that he's worth this and he thinks he's worth more. And I think I think what happened is they thought he was gonna break. They thought he was gonna come in. And they waited, and I think they kind of overweighted. I think you're right, Davin, that they kind of waited a little too long. Mm-hmm. But I think they gave him as much time, probably too much time, to to just come back in. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if it's true that they did offer him about 10 mil and he wasn't taking it, you know, they were like, all right, dude, if that's what you want, then you know, then go ahead and look for a trade. And and it's not. I mean, it looks bad. The timing kind of. But think about it right now. Um, there's a lot of uh, players exchanging hands, you know. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of teams, if they need running backs, are in the position to kind of trade for running backs right now. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's not prime, but it's it's okay. It's okay time. It's, it's good enough, 
You know, I don't, I don't know who would be a really good deal right now for a running back. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But I think I, uh, from the start, we said that he would not win that argument. Uh, we don't, we, we, we don't, we think highly of him enough to think that he's, he's an, he's, can I say he's an ascending player? I don't know if he's ascending. I think he's kind of, he is what he is, you know, but he is not an elite running back. Uh, um, he has elite flashes here and there, but he's not an elite running back. And because of that, you can't win that argument, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, the only thing I'm going to say is that hopefully the Z contract will get done. Uh, it kind of messes up my my predictions, um, because <laughs> I need because I need to know what's going on with that. But um, it's it's very important for the Cowboys to get this deal done. No ifs ands or buts about it. Um, it seems like Dak Prescott and Cooper is waiting to see what's going on with Zeke more more I think than than you know the numb because they they really want you know they need this guy in their offense. Um, hmm. Not just and not just feel not just feel like if a deal gets done. Uh, that you know, it, it changes my predictions. But on on uh, Mr. Melvin Gordon, uh, oh Jesus, they they made they made you suffer, man. And you know, not and you know, not and I just and I just want to feel bad about that. But at the same time, it's it's a business. You know, you put yourself out there to, to, to ask for this contract extension, which you which you do deserve. But at the same time, when you come up and just be like, yeah, I want this type of money, and we talked about your injuries and everything else, it's, it's kind of it's a, a little iffy because maybe the Chargers wanted to see if you could stay healthy throughout the whole season and maybe even the playoffs, which y'all had the potential of, of, of being, you know, a playoff team. So, you know, for you not, not to do that and just wanting a, a big salary contract, thinking that you're about to get top three money or whatever it is, is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I think I think I think Gordon will get traded to who I don't know, but it won't be. I don't think it won't be before the season starts. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't understand why they waited so long to to say that. I what? I, I don't know. It just makes no sense. They should have said, "Hey, you know what? Go out. We got this contract for you if you want it. If you think you deserve more." Go out there and see what these guys want to offer you. You know, because I think I, you know, it just it just felt like me, Chris, like they didn't want to give up on him, but at the same time they didn't want to budge. I, right. you know, and they were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, and they didn't want to, you know, they really didn't want to do it. And you know, they got to the point where they didn't have a choice but to do it because he would not budge either. So, uh, I yeah, you're right. The time is iffy, but I think it's more, in my opinion, anyway. I think it's was kind of a thing where they were like telling you know giving him as much chance to yeah, come in and right. say like take the money you know mm-hmm. instead you know so i mean but you know they they did offer him an extension but it wasn't yeah. the he but i guess it was just like uh you was uh uh chris back in uh i think a few weeks ago you said uh two or three million extra which with which they gave him uh 10 million uh, he yep. thought he was about to get top three money. That's why I was saying top three money is kind of ridiculous. Um, ten ten million is you know not that bad, but you know I think I think what he should have did was gambled on himself this season and then see what happens. Right, then become yep. a free agent. Right. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I yeah. totally agree. Uh, I totally agree that Devin. That that to me, in my opinion, again, I can't tell the dude what to do, man. He has All his right. own, you know. But if it was me. 
you know, since my production has been kind of iffy and my, my history is kind of questionable because of my injuries, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's not as bad as people make it seem because people kind of go over the, overboard with it a little bit. Um, I would want to sp- play a year and show what I have and then market myself after that, you know, and say, hey, look what I put, like, look what I put on the field, man. You know, this is what I'm capable of. He would definitely get paid. You know, I don't know if he would ever get paid, you know, bell money or, <laughs> or, or you know, but, but I think he would have gotten some close. You know, yeah. you know but, that's what some of these free agents do. They they gamble on themselves, especially if they feel like they have hit injury history, or they feel like um, us fans, like NFL fans, or the media think that they're not going to uh, basically do do good this season before they become a free agent. They take they take gambles on themselves, and and half of the time it works, and half of the time it don't. Yep. So that's that's, that's, that's why it's that's, a gamble. Yeah. That's why yeah. it's called the gamble. So now that's why Gordon's in the position that he's in. And I just don't see him getting traded before the season starts. Maybe before the deadline. And I think the deadline is week eight, week nine, if I if I recall. Um yeah. I think I let's think, see. Yeah. Let's see if this man has the guts to hold on, hold out for all this time, man. I mean now I he's don't know. He's got a report. Yeah. Because you know what? If he doesn't report, then he doesn't get the credit for this season. And then mm-hmm. he'll be in the same position next year. So right. I could to see. To me, even worse. How yeah, about worse? Exactly. If he doesn't get traded, he's, he's going to report. He's, he'll be playing. I, I can't see him sitting out the whole year. I, I agree 100%. And that's why yeah. I think the Chargers is playing the, the card, the high cards right now. You know, they're, they're playing, playing poker. Yeah. They're playing chicken <laughs> work. Yeah, sit out. We don't care. We got, you know, we got our guys. They got, what's his name, uh, who looked pretty good? Uh, uh I can't remember Echo, what their depth is. Is it Echo? Yeah, or? yeah, something. Yeah, Austin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they're little guys. Eckler, Eckler, Austin Eckler. Right. Austin yeah. Eckler and Justin Jackson. They're right. little guys. They're not the big backs that you know. So yeah, but, but the, they, they throw the ball more. Listen, they don't have like. Yeah, they, they don't have. Run they the have ball. the quarterback. Right. They have the quarterback. I mean, not that they okay. can't run the ball. They can because they have a pretty good offensive lineman, uh, offensive line, but. Uh, 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 make no mistake, again, I'm not saying that their offense wouldn't be more dynamic with Gordon on it, but they're okay. looking at it like, dude, you're thinking like you want to get paid like you run this offense. Philip Rivers runs this offense. Right. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Let's, let's face it. They are a better team with Gordon on it, but they're not a bad team without him. Exactly, and then they still go. they still could be a playoff team regardless because they so. got their quarterback, they got their quarterback, and they got their their receivers. You know, <laughs> they they talented everywhere, man. This is one of those teams in the league that we just talk about that they're just gonna consistently make the playoffs. There's not a lot of teams in the league that's gonna go in there and beat them, or they come home, come anywhere and beat them. They they're talented, like I said, they're a talented off- offensive line. They have talent outside on the boundaries with wide receivers. They're tired. They're, you know, you know who their quarterback is. Borderline Hall of Fame player in my mind. People might kill me for that comment. Uh, on defense, uh, you have Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa in the front, uh, causing problems. I mean, they got players everywhere, man. Yeah, like, they still a playoff team. Yeah, the one thing that that hurts, or I, actually, I think it helps them, is that they really don't have a home field advantage. Playing in that oh yeah. Yes. yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
So, so if you're playing away the whole 16 games. Right, so, so it helps them in that way. It gets them used to it because when they play at home, they're not really playing at home because uh, a, no lot of, yeah, a lot of the, the opposing team's fans are there anyway. So um, That's I, I think, point. Yeah, so I think when they go on the road, they're kind of used to it, you know. So I, I think it, it helps and hurts in the same in the same way it helps them, it hurts them, I guess, whatever. But yeah, uh, I don't think they go on the road thinking, oh, man, now we're going on the road. I think they're like, hey, you know, we're on the road every week. So, yes, <laughs> I agree 100 percent. Yeah, um, let's get into uh, some Patriots uh, news, because the Patriots, uh, apparently they made a couple of trades for some uh, offensive linemen. Uh, they traded with the Broncos, uh, the Broncos, they'll get uh, Dawson's. And the Patriots, they will get a seventh round pick in 2020. Uh, they also acquired uh, Russell Brodeen from the Buffalo Bills, the center, um, because mm-hmm. of the, because of the fact of the matter is that David Andrews got uh, blood clots in his lungs. And Unfortunately, yeah. Um, and yes, we're Jet fans, and we don't like the Patriots, but at the same time. Well, what we won't do is wish wish anything bad on the players. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best, Andrew uh, Andrews, and please get better as soon as possible. Um, how important definitely for the, for the Patriots to, uh, to make the to make they make these moves? I, I think very it's important. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. No, I was gonna say because losing your starting center that's huge, especially that's for, huge. Yeah, yeah, for the Patriots with Brady, you know. Um, and he's been there a couple of years now, Andrew. So losing your starting center is going to hurt. And the guys that they got, I think, can move around a lot too. They're not yes. just one possessional guy, position guys. So that's a good thing for depth, uh, mm-hmm. you know, until they get the right combination, I think. So, and they'll figure it out. We all know they got a great coaching staff and they'll, they'll figure what these, the right positions these guys should be in and the right combination. And they'll probably be in and out anyway. So, I, I mean, it hurts to lose your starting center, no doubt. But for a team like the Patriots, they'll figure it out. Guys, yeah, they'll figure it out. <laughs> you you have to also remember who um, the the Patriots have. Uh, <laughs> their offensive line coach is you, you. I think if you ask any uh, uh, football person who's the best offensive line coach in the league, they will say the Patriots offensive line coach. He's basically he's proven it for so many years. He's been doing it for so long. That's ridiculous. Um, so he will have whoever coming in. He will have that person ready to play. Uh, I think I still think that it, it they will uh, run into issues because uh, um, Brady and and Andrews had you know a quarterback and center man. That's a great that's a great connection. That connection has to be it, it you know it's something that has to be well oiled and it and with the short period of time they have going into the season it is they're gonna run through you know have bumps and bruises here and there uh but i predict that sometime that they're they're gonna have their bump, bumps and bruises but sometimes somewhere in the season they're just gonna stop playing like nothing <laughs> having nothing happens so i don't think that's right. gonna hurt them at all so uh, yeah, I feel bad, like Davin said, for the dude, man. That's that sounds horrible, uh, a horrible thing to happen happen to a human being, man. I hope he feels better, uh, and, and they get that cured and taken care of. But on the football side, man, I don't see. I mean, uh, in the short term, yes, they're gonna have run into issues. They're not gonna wave a magic wand. As good as the offensive coordinator is, 
and as good as the offensive line coaches. Is not, you're not going to wave a magic wand and all of a sudden cure that thing. It's going to take time. But somewhere in this season, you're going to see them rolling like nothing never happened, <laughs> like they always do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Uh, Patriots always find some way of getting better. You know, when when it's quiet, it's like one of those uh, summer summer nights where it just gets all quiet and the sunset comes, and then all of a sudden the rain just comes down all hard. Like, like what the hell? So uh, the Patriots, <laughs> but the Patriots, uh, they always find some way of uh, raining down on on teams parade. Um, I think the I think the important objective is the uh, if if Brady's proclaiming to play till forty five, I guess the objective is mm. to protect Brady as much as possible. So uh, I think it was I think it was a solid solid move, um, and it was a much needed move for the for the Patriots. Um, that's all that's all I can say about that. Um, I wanted to make I want to make one I want to make one more point, and it's kind of interesting when you think about where the strength of the of two of the teams in the AFC is on defense. The Jets' strength is right up the middle than their defense. Basically, then their nose tackle, three-tech, two-eye, two-tech, in the middle, middle linebacker. The Bills, the same thing. Their strengths are right up the middle. Imagine you the, being the Patriots and you got to face those teams and then you're and then your offense and your your center is like practically new at the at the offense and trying to learn it, and it's gonna it's gonna cause them issues, man. It's gonna be hard for I I just I want to see how they're gonna fix this because I'm telling you, man. I mean, I I like like every other Jet fan, I do not like these guys. They're a yeah. thorn in my side, like everybody knows. <laughs> but you, ca- if they could figure out a way to plug a hole that big, especially what I just said with the strength of the Bills and the Jets being up in the middle, you got to give them respect for that, man. I mean, come on. Like, how the hell can you be? What What are you, bulletproof? Like, for, <laughs> for you to have an issue yeah, apparently like that. <laughs> the only one, that, the only one that can replace is Brady, I think. Everybody else yeah. is replaceable on that team. <laughs> so Seriously. Like, huh? Agreed. They, yeah, yeah. Brady's the only nobody, one. Nobody really hasn't made it outside of New England. Once they leave New England, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All shuts yep. down. I agree with you, Chris. I yeah, I don't – I don't. I, if I'm the, not that if I'm the Patriots, but I look at that team and there's not one player that's irreplaceable. Let's see with, without Gronkowski this year. That's the one guy who, you know, we probably would have thought, you know what, because there's no one like him, you know. There's nobody you can well, plug in and say, "Okay, he's just as good." Or well, they could, they could, him. not to cut you off, but uh, they, they took, they could take uh, uh, what's the name of that kid that came off the suspension and, and put him as a kind of a oh, use him as a yeah use Gordon as kind of a big you know flex a Y flex out you know on the inside. He's big enough. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, know what you understand yeah. I mean it was like but you know, there's so many things they could do. Yeah, I just mean, the I know. threat of him is uh, was was huge. I mean the guy wasn't nearly nowhere near hundred percent last season and he and was still, still a cause issues. Yep. Yeah. So um he's the one guy I, I could see them not being able to replace. But we'll see this I'm sure they will this year, whoever they're gonna bring in. I know Watson is he's uh Suspended. He, yeah, he's suspended the first couple of games, isn't he? The first four games, I think. First four, right. So we'll see They'll what these other guys can do. Ways. Yeah, they will. But he's a he's a guy that you just don't replace. I'm sure they're going to do something else. 
you know. Well, apparently they got Josh Gordon back, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, we like I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not one thing; it's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> if he, yeah, if he could figure out his life, I'm more like I've said over and over again. I'm more worried about that that dude when it comes to his his life. Yeah. You know, more than he if he plays football again. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Yeah, too. we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, enough, enough, enough with our Patriots, and we'll we'll see y'all. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the yeah, we'll, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's uh, we still got some more news. Remember, we got Miles Jack. Uh, he signed the four year, fifty seven oh, yeah. million uh contract extension that included uh thirty third um thirty three million dollars guaranteed, and he's uh top three. He's the top uh third inside linebacker behind Bobby Wagner and C.J. Mosley. Uh, how important yep. was that? that for the Jags? Very important. Uh, Jack, uh, I, I think if you uh, heard that Telvin Smith, their middle linebacker, uh, kind of uh, resigned or whatever it was that he did that he said he's not going to play football this season or partially retired. or what, I, I can't remember what the story was, but he left. I think he had like close to 150 tackles last year. So you basically taking Jack and putting him as your starting middle linebacker. So um, uh, he has the talent for it, man. Uh, he's one of those kids that are coming out that, yeah, I think it was 2016 uh, together with uh, Jalen Smith that had horrible injuries that people were like questioning how, if they were going to play football, but they were ultra talented linebackers. And look, they both now signed major contracts. Uh, uh, but they have the talent. They uh, Jack Jack is a speedy sideline to sideline cover guy, and he could pop anybody. He's he's a good tackler, a good coverage guy. So he, so I think he fits the mold. That's why they pay him. Uh, they needed that to, a continuation of you know how talented that front seven is. You know we know we dealt with them a few uh, a few times. We know we know how talented that that defense is. Uh, they definitely did what they had to do there. Yep. No, it was, that was good. I, you know what? Last year, going by st- uh, the stats, you had Telvin Smith. He had 134 total tackles. There Miles Jack had 107. There you go. So uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Smith. Smith had those uh Popeyes chicken sandwich and said, "Oh no, no, <laughs> no. I'm going. I'm going to. Re- I'm going to retire this year. The Popeyes chicken sandwich is crap." <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking? Why are you taking shots, man? Wait. Yeah. Hey, Popeye's chicken sandwich is, is good. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I probably would have did the same thing too. But nah. But all the reality, it's a good. It was a good deal for uh Miles Jack. Uh, oh, yeah. but where does that bring uh Jalen Ramsey? Nobody still don't know because he's still bringing out the Brinks uh money truck. So uh, yeah. is he a free agent after this year? I think so. I think so. There you That's go. why he was backing up the Brinks truck. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna play this year. If he has a good year, he's gonna have. Uh, he's gonna be able to fill that Brinks truck up next. You know, next That's what I meant. Gam, gamble on yourself and say. Hey, you know the Jets. The Jets could be looking for him next year. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked either. <laughs> <laughs> we need a corner, so. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. We need either. more than one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it would be nice to get one. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes, that that would, that would be nice. Uh, let let's let's talk about a couple of Jets trades. Uh, before well, let's do Jets trade, 
and and let's do our predictions real quick before uh we have Chris to come in here. Uh let's talk about uh Perry Nickerson. He got traded for a seventh round pick. Uh the Jets have made a trade for a <laughs> sixth round pick for <laughs> a sixth round pick. They traded with the Colts for uh Nate Harston. And the Jets yes. made some and the Jets made some other moves, but let's but you know, let's get let's just stick to the trades. Uh how how Wow. How uh how did Joe Douglas pull the magic trick out of his hat with the uh Perry Nickerson trade? I don't know. The, the was, world would never know. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was gonna get cut. So to get a seventh round to get anything for him was was amazing because I think he was gonna get cut anyway. So that's pretty cool, man, to get a seventh round pick for him. So I think I think to uh-huh. answer I think I can't and I think nobody could answer Davin's question. It's like the question uh uh how many licks does it take? Yeah, exactly. See, I must have seen something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many, man, because <laughs> I don't think anybody knows that answer. I don't think you'd ever figure right. that out because uh, from the little we saw on tape with uh, with uh, with the kid, he's just, he, you know, he's, he really struggled. Um, he didn't even show flashes of anything. Uh, I um, they probably loved him in Seattle from from his days back in college, so they've taken a fly on him. Uh, but yeah, I don't um, I don't know, man. I <laughs> that was one of those things that when I saw it, I was like, huh, <laughs> what? I, I could yeah. not believe it. Um, the Nate Hurston, the Nate Hurston, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, everybody was surprised. The the Nate Hurston uh, trade was something that. I think if you guys are paying attention, uh, the Jets and the Colts have a a, a great connection. They've, they I think Rex Hogan used to work in their front office. Uh, I think they have another. Uh, they have they they have a a, a lot of uh, people that know each other that work together well. So they they do a lot of this work. Pra- practically, the reason why we have Sam Donald right now is because of the Colts. If you guys remember, so. Um, so yeah, so um, Hurston is uh, is a, uh, I think he was a fifth round pick by the Colts. So um, out of Temple, and if anybody knows anything about Temple players, uh, the the coach out of Temple, he 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 um, he has this thing where he makes you know the toughest player they get a single digit number. You know, I think it's like from between one and nine, and he, once you have a single digit number, that means you're tough. Something so it's toughness is something they preach over there. So a lot of the players coming out there, they preach that. That's something that they live by, you know. Uh, so so um, the kid is a short tackler, aggressive. Um, he you know he played both outside and inside, but he's he showed more promise on the, in the slot. Uh, but he struggled in zone in zone concepts. Uh, I think I think I think I think by now anybody knows that uh reading a, a the def, uh, um being able to play zone is more of a mental thing it's something that uh being able to understand not only the defense you're playing but understanding the route concepts being run by the offense and uh you know where the quarterback's eyes supposed to be in whatever formation whatever reads he's looking at being able to jump routes because you know by film you know not only by watching film but understanding the concepts of offense and that takes more than just being able to physically run side to side, you know, where, you know, it, it takes time. And I think, I think, I think he, I think he only played corner 
in his senior year coming out. So he's a raw player. I think there's a possibility that he could be something more for the Jets in the future. I think it was just a much needed. Um, it's <laughs> not it's not too many options out there for us right now. So, you know, we got to get what we can. You know, so sure. I'm just so, you know, like like Henry Anderson, we, we got him basically <clears throat> for a still. That was one one trade that actually worked out in Matt's favor. But I, I just feel I'm just hoping that it, it works out. You know, we need help in the cornerbacks and we and we. And we and at least Joe Douglas is trying to get this team to 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 you know try to try to be great. You know, it's not it's it's not I guess I guess you know it's not about uh how you start, it's how you finish it. And you know, and Joe Douglas is trying and I know and I know you know it's not it's not easy because he's coming in cleaning up Max mess, but at least he's doing it. <laughs> he already I think he already done more two months than what Mac has done in the past couple of years. So I'm going to give credit when credit is due. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think, I think definitely one of the things that we need to keep in mind as Jets fans is that uh, the promise of Joe Douglas is not only, uh, um, he's not only because he's brand new and we understand that he's just, he's here and we can't really judge him yet because he hasn't gone through a draft and stuff like that, but his pedigree is what matters. Uh, we haven't had a GM like that in a little while, somebody that's so well-rounded and that came up the way he came up. So the promise of that is the reason why we're so excited, you know, and you could see it in some of the moves he makes where he's very kind of, uh, you know, kind of targeting, ex you know, exact weaknesses of the team instead of being going all over the place, which is something we've had the all over the place we've had for a while now. So seeing somebody actually sit down and kind of target our weaknesses and, and try to make the team better is something that we haven't seen in a while. That's why Jets fans are so excited about Joe Douglas. Right. Agree. And we, we just hoping, and we just hoping that, you know, whatever moves Joe Douglas makes is it's better for the, for the team. I, I feel like we on the right, we on the right track and, you know, we finally on the right path of, of greatness. We just got to keep doing what we have to do and it's not going to, Rome is not built in one day. So <laughs> it's, no. it's going to take, it's going to take a few seasons, like one, maybe two, three seasons, whatever, but we on, we on the right path and that's all that matters. So that's all that matters to us Jets fans right now that we yes, on sir. finally is on the right path. Yes. Mm -hmm. So so let's get into some quick predictions. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, let's let's get into some divisions. The divisions. Uh, who y'all think is going to be in the championship games for both um, AFC and NFC, mm -hmm. and who y'all Super Bowl one is going to be? I'm gonna start off with you, Chris. So who 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 was your uh, predictions? A lot of pressure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right, so we'll, start, we'll start with. I will right, we'll go with the AFC. Uh, the East, obviously the Patriots, no doubt. The West, I'm going to go to the Chiefs. The North, I'm going to uh, – I, I struggled with this one, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. I have no mm. idea. But I'm going to nice. go with the That was interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I struggled yes. with it because there's three teams in that division that could easily win that division. So I had yes. to one. Uh, AFC South, you guys aren't going to agree with me on this one either, but I love the Jags this year. I love them. Huh. Uh, okay. I think uh, the wild card, unfortunately, I don't think I think the Jets going to be just a little bit short. 
getting into the wild card. So I'm going to go with the Browns and the Chargers as the wild cards. Mm-hmm. And AFC Championship game, I'm going to go Chiefs over the Patriots this year. Um, then we go to the NFC. I'm going to go the East. Love the Eagles. Elliot or not, I don't care. I still love the Eagles. I think Wentz is going to stay healthy. And yeah, that's your the- second favorite team, Chris. We, we- exactly. <laughs> I had to pick the Eagles. Uh, the West, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they're still the best team in that division. Um, I know a lot of people are saying they're going to take a step back, and they might. I don't think they're going to be as good as last year, but I still think they're going to win that division. The North, the Bears, um, so the other teams all got question marks, more question marks than them. So I'm going to go with the Bears. The South, got to like the Saints in that division. Um, my wild cards, I like the Seahawks and – a little surprise. I'm going to go with the Vikings as a, the other wild card. My man. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. Like no, that. no. I, 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 Davin doesn't like the Vikings. Remember? Yes. Watch I, what know you say. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> They're not going anywhere past that. So don't worry. Uh, the championship. If they, if they don't, if Kirk Cousins don't choke. <laughs> yes. Of course. That's yeah. No, that is a big one. Uh, and I got the uh, NFC Championship game. Um. I, I'm gonna. I still like the Eagles over the Bears, so I'm gonna go the Eagles over the Bears. I know you guys like the Saints too, but I'm gonna go Eagles over the Bears, and then the Super Bowl. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs over the Eagles. Andy Reid finally winning his Super Bowl. So there you go. Go right. Go right ahead, Sean. I'm gonna oh let my the rings. I I I love I love this man. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, AFC. Uh, of course, we'll start with the East here. And I love my Jets, but uh, I don't know if we're ready yet so to win our division. So I'd say Patriots. Uh, and the North, like uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the, I'm gonna say the Steelers. I'm gonna say the Steelers. I, I still think they, 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 they're gonna, um, they're gonna take it. Uh, uh, the West. I think the West is the Chiefs, definitely. Um, yeah, man, I I agree with you, uh, Chris. Uh, in the South, I think it's the um, I think it's the Jags, and uh, for the championship, I think it's gonna be the uh the Pats against the hmm, against the Chiefs, like you said, and with the Chiefs winning, I'm I'll be I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, for the NFC, I would say uh, who, who uh the NFC East. It's the the Eagles definitely. Uh, NFC West, uh, wow. Um, it, I'm gonna step out on a limb and say the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, definitely on that one. Um, uh, in the South, I'm gonna say the of course the the Saints. Um, the North, I'm gonna say the Vikings. With the Bears being the with yeah with the, I know I know Davin I know Davin. Oh, Davin's flipping out. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm not even gonna flip out. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. And I think <laughs> and I think the I think the championship game is gonna be against the Saints and the Eagles like like uh like Chris said, with the Saints going into the championships, the Saints against the Chiefs with the Saints winning the Super Bowl. Hmm, okay. I like yeah. it. Oh Jesus! Um, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna try to make it plain and simple. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. 
Uh, Jags and who was the, who was the other team? The, the West has to be the AFC West has to be. And the Chiefs. Uh, I do have Chiefs Patriots. I, I, I agree 100%. Um, I actually have the Jets as a, as a number six wild card by, by – the last game, I don't even know how, but but um, Chiefs, I, like, I, I like the Chiefs. I love it. Like it. <laughs> Chiefs, um, I got the Chiefs winning, winning the AFC. The NFC, I got the Cowboys. I actually got the Cowboys winning that. It all depending on Zeke. Now, now if wow. Zeke don't do it, and I question Carson Wentz on those last few weeks from the past two seasons. They got mm. Josh McCown, and I don't believe in Josh McCown like. Nick Foles was. <laughs> that's, all, this was my, that's my major difference. So I have the Cowboys with the cow, but yeah. if, Zeke, if Zeke don't play, I got the Eagles winning, winning that, which I which I can agree on. Uh, hate the Vikings. Um, but <laughs> but really, yeah, it's a surprise. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm actually gonna go a different route than both of y'all. I'm going with the Packers. Um, I feel like Aaron Rodgers will get his pride back. Um. They actually mm. made some good moves. I'm gonna go with the Packers on that one. Um, I got the Saints. And which one am I missing? The West. Um, I actually, actually, I hate the, I hate the, I hate. Uh, you, you know how I feel about Russell Wilson, but I'm actually got the Seahawks. <laughs> um, oh my yeah. I, I actually got the Seahawks with it over the over the Rams. I think the Rams will take a a, a step down, not too okay. much, but a playoff. Um, mm. But. Uh, I in the in the NFC Championship game, um, I actually have the Cowboys and the Saints, um, hmm. and I and I have the Saints winning that, and I have the Saints beating the Chiefs in a high scoring game, in a really high scoring game. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, it it was hard. It was hard for me, but I don't know. It's some. It it like the Eagles. It's just something about Carson Wentz in those last few weeks, those past two seasons. Carson Wentz is a hell of a quarterback. Well, he's been hurt. Remember those last two seasons. Yes, that's, that's exactly. what. I, that's the big difference. Now, if right. they yep. stay healthy throughout the season, then the Eagles, without a doubt, the Eagles will have a bigger chance because Carson Wentz is a hell of a quarterback. And I'm going to give credit credit to that. But every time we get to week 12, week 13, man is gone for the rest of the season. And I don't believe in Josh McCown. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, hey, no. listen, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, if McCown's a quarterback, then I win it, so. Right. You saw what he did for us when, when Donald was down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, damn thing. So I think I think Josh McCown will will help out Carson Wentz and Wentz will. will so what was what what was your pick for the Super Bowl, Davin? Um, Saints and uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, see, so both going the same way, but you're going with Kansas City winning, or are you going with the Saints? I'm, I'm going with the uh, the Saints in a high scoring yeah. game, like like 35 to 31. <laughs> wow, so you're both. All right. Yeah, we're both we're both taking the Saints. I think, I think, okay. yeah, I think Drew Brees will win and then he'll retire. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, think, I, I was thinking the same thing. It for Breeze okay. right here. I think this will make up for uh the Saints and Rams game. Last <laughs> year. <laughs> I think that'll make up for that. And I think Drew Brees will just be happy and he'll retire as, you know, one of the one of the top one of the top great greatest quarterbacks I'm, of all time. I'm curious yep. to hear uh what Kristen's gonna say with her pick for a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah. definitely gonna have for a round. Um let's get into <laughs> a quick, quick, quick break. But as we get into a uh, break. We'll have Krista here joining with us, and we'll get into some definitely get into some Jets talk. 
Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we got a special guest, Krista, with us. Um, we had her here before, um, and we know, Krista, that you was at training, training camp, uh, having fun, taking all the selfies, selfies with the players. Um, can you give us an intake on your experience on that? Yeah, I definitely loved it a lot. I think that Adam Gates is such fan-friendly, allowing the opportunity to meet all these players and have the opportunity to talk to them after practice. I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be able to do that. And it's nice to get to talk to them a little bit, asking them about the off-season and stuff like that. And it's always good to take selfies with them and get to meet the players as uh, people, you know. It's always good to, to get to know the players and to get them to know them outside of football a little bit, chatting them for the few seconds you get to. It's always great to be out there to support the Jets. Definitely. I, 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 I like that. I like when, you know, I see fans kind of um, uh, matching with the players like that. That's awesome. Uh, what I, I, there was a lot of news, a lot of talk, uh, nationally and locally about the energy in Jets at Jets training camp. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Did, did, do you, did you feel that, that there was a different energy to, to the off season and to, to training camp? Absolutely. Especially when you have a guy like Greg Williams, who's out there yelling at players and he's very fan friendly too. He'll come up and talk to the fans too, telling them what we're going to do. He likes to joke around. He's a comedian too. He kind of jokes around. He's like, if you see me shaking, I don't have Tourette's. And he kind of jokes around about, I'm going to see, you're going to see these guys going seven on seven. So you see them getting tired. So he's a little bit of a comedian. It's kind of, it's always great to have, see coaches like that, talk with fans and kind of give you a rundown like that. And then, you have him and Adam Gaze kind of playing chess with each other with, with the defense against his offense. It's definitely a different vibe from years past. You see all these personalities meshing. And you have a guy like Jamal Adams, who's a comedian, a comedian himself. He's always <laughs> uh, getting on guys about coverage. And he's, he's hilarious as well. If there's a fight breaking out, I remember one time he was screaming, Jerry, Jerry. So it's always good to see players like that and talkative <laughs> and have that kind of action right in front of you. Definitely. And uh, with, with uh, I know we're going to get into it a little bit more, but with Polite getting uh, cut, did you see anything in camp that you thought, man, this guy's going to get cut? Or did you think, oh, you know what, this guy's got a chance to stick around? I think for me, with the philosophy, I always believe that you should uh, give your day two guys a chance a little bit but I'll be honest in training camp he had his good days and he had some bad days he didn't really stick out out to me as much as training camp when I went there I kind of forgot his number at times and it's always bad I know you forget who 56 is at times he didn't really stick out and it's sad to see because there's a lot of talk that he had first round potential Right. In my honest opinion, I just don't think he was a fit for Greg Williams's type defense. And yes. I think that's where he really struggled. And yeah. he just couldn't grasp it here. I wish the guy all the best. It was a surprise cut in terms because of my philosophy, like I mentioned before, about giving up on a day two pick that fast. But, hey, all the kudos to Joe Douglas and the, the coaching staff to realize if this guy isn't the right fit, your team to get rid of them and I feel like it kind of sends a message if you don't produce 
you're not going to stick around. So that really shows that the best players are the guys that they're going to keep. And I appreciate that as a fan. Yeah, because I'll be yeah. honest, in the games, I, I didn't see, you know, he was totally uh, invisible during the preseason games. That's why I, I'm not totally shocked that he was cut. But for, you know, for what you're saying, I totally agree. I mean, he's a third-round pick. You would think he's going to stay in a high third-round pick, too, not even a, a low third-round. So, to see him get cut. Right. Um, well, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise. Right. Um, and, and with that being said, uh, this gets to – because uh, I know you, Chris, and you, Charmin, y'all, y'all both uh, Chase Winovich uh, fans. Uh, can, can you give, can you give uh, us an a intake of what you saw of Winovich that, that wanted you – that wanted you to pick him over Ja'Kai Polite? For me, I was praying for Ja'Kai Polite because obviously it's a jet pick. I wasn't a fan at the time of picking him over Chase Winovich, and I know a lot of Jet fans get him about his age. But what I like out of <laughs> Winovich is this guy has heart. This guy yep. is always around the football. He has the pass wrestling skills needed in a Greg Williams-type defense. And I just feel like he's already at, the, he's already at his peak at what Chikachi Polite, who we're hoping to be in. I know Chikachi Polite's young and has all this raw potential, but Winovich is already there. That's what I yeah. appreciate about Winovich. And he could play a 3-4-4-3, and a lot of people are getting on him about not being able to fit in a Greg Williams-type defense. But I really feel like Winovich is a Greg Williams-type player, and I really believe that if if it was Greg Williams and he had the opportunity to make a pick, I think he would agree and that he would rather have Winovich over Jakachi Polite, in my honest opinion, because he likes guys that have a lot of heart and is always around the football. And I loved him at Michigan, and I felt like he would have been the better pick for the New York Jets compared to Polite. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I I love Jakai. I loved. Uh... I loved uh, Winovich because of because it seemed like, like it always seems every time you watch Michigan play that all, yes they had all the big names on defense but he was the guy that the the commento the commentator would call out his name more often than everybody else it, it was like oh he's he's tackling oh he calls this and oh he did this and it just seemed like he was more present than everybody else every game I watched at Michigan so. That's the reason why when the Patriots picked him, it, my heart just kind of went and fell all the way through my toes. I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to terrorize us for the next foreseeable future, you know, because it, it just seemed like like he's that one of those players that is a, can't, a kind of a can't miss, miss kind of player for me, in my eyes anyway. So, yeah, if, if, if uh, I always felt like it was uh, definitely a player that you should pick over uh, Ja'Kai Polite, definitely. Pick the hard work over the talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, talent is some talent is something that you have, uh, but if you don't have the hard, you know, the the hard work, man, you know, you can't realize it. You know, so yeah, I agree to that. So, is there any cuts that that surprised you, Krista? For the New York Jets, um, if you asked me twenty four hours before, I. I probably would have gave you a different answer. I think for me personally, I know he came into training camp late and those guys are usually on the outs usually, but I was really surprised by the Marcus Cooper cut. 
I, I yes. thought that he had a great chance of making the team. And I know that, like I mentioned before, when you're picked up that late, it's kind of nearly impossible. But I felt like the guy did everything possible to make the team. He got a pick in preseason. He was pretty solid from what I saw in training camp. I thought he at least would get a spot at depth. But when I read that he was one of the guys that got released, I was really, really shocked because – I thought he was a guy that was going to definitely make it. And to see that, I was just really, really shocked. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say that, especially with our issue at corner. I, I definitely thought that he would stay around. Uh, the fact that they kept Arthur Millett over him is kind of uh, intriguing to me. Maybe there's something the coach been uh but yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. The one guy I, I, I liked and I, I thought he showed a lot during the games was uh, Burgess, the linebacker. Yes. yes. I, I was, he was my biggest surprise, I think, other than polite, I guess. But uh, Burgess, I thought, was going to stick around. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree too. Uh, I agree. Yeah, so um, so what, so what was your pros and what was your cons towards uh, the Jets preseason? I think for me, I think it's always good for a first-time head coach to see what they can bring to the table, especially him working with Sam Darnold and the first head coach. We could see how the new additions gel with Sam Darnold, with Jameson Crowder, and with all the other pieces on offense. I think that was great. I think pros, we, we also, unfortunately, we got to see uh, what we still need to work on a little bit. We got to see uh, – the cornerbacks that we still need uh, help in and uh, pass rushing skills. But I also believe that we're not seeing 100% what Greg Williams is capable of because he's obviously not going to show everything he has yet. But I think it's also a taste of uh, what Sam Darnold can do. And I just like the progression of Sam Darnold in this offense. You could tell from the offensive coordinator to change from uh, – our previous uh, offensive coordinator dates to uh, Logan Dewell. I keep forgetting how to pronounce that guy's name. And Adam Gaze. You oh, Dara, Dara Loggins. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. was pronounced the dude's name for some reason. And you just see how calm <laughs> Sam Donald is with slinging the football. So it's, a, it's nice to see from going from a very boring Bates' offense to seeing Sam slinging the football. I think that that's a positive in preseason. And just to see all the players gel, I would guess i say that uh, that, that would be the positives. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, I think, I think you know, in my opinion, I think we still need that cornerback help. Uh, like I was just saying, if it's not really more much of options, more options out there, um, out there. This, the only thing we can do is pray and and <laughs> and hope for the best. Cause we seem like we might be in trouble, but again, we might not. Who who knows? Um. As we as we get into the waivers, uh, do you see anybody? Do you see any players that interest you to uh, maybe joining joining the Jets before Week One? I think for me, I'm kind of intrigued by Noah Spence. I know he hasn't really done much since his first year as a Buccaneer, but I really think that with all the pass rushing help that we really need, 
bringing a guy like him and his talent because I was a fan of his talent at Ohio State before he got kicked out and he went to a smaller college because of that and I just think Greg Williams is the best guy to get the best out of him and I'd be really intrigued to bring him in I think he's the top guy for me and I'm not I'm honestly not sure about receiver I'm not a fan of the Laquan Treadwells or the other receivers that got cut but I'm hoping if uh, there's what, some... uh, not to cut you off. What do you think of uh, Doxon though? Uh, uh, Josh Doxon. Yeah. Rem- remember him coming out, the Redskins, former Redskins. What did you think about him? That's actually a, a pretty funny question because back then I actually really, really wanted the Jets to draft him. And mm. I think he's an intriguing option um, to add more depth and talent to the wide receiving room. I'd be down for a guy like him. I've always been a, f- a fan of him in talent at TCU. I know he kind of underperformed in the pros, but I think bringing someone like him could be uh, definitely intriguing. Um, yeah, and I think with uh, Burnett, uh, a lot of I, I know you was a, a fan of Burnett, uh, and, and there was a lot of people that was a fan of him. Um, do you think Doxon would be a, a better a better a better option than Burnett? Uh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I really, really like Deontay Burnett because I feel like he had that potential, especially that chemistry with Sam Darnold. I think that's a very underrated aspect of uh, a guy like Burnett. And he was a guy that, even though he wasn't the fastest guy in the field, he pretty much caught everything. So when I heard that he got released, I was kind of surprised. But when I figured out that uh, Bellamy made it over him, I wasn't surprised because Bellamy was catching everything in preseason, to be honest. So I got that decision. But I think with a guy like Dobson, if the Jets do decide to claim him, I think maybe Adam Gaze could get the best out of him. I guess I haven't really been able to keep track of him since he's been drafted to the Redskins, to be honest. But my uh, positivity, I think – Maybe a guy like Adam Gaze in this offense could do wonders for a guy like that with uh, Dobson. Maybe he just didn't fit with the Redskins. Mm, Agreed with y'all. Um, Chris, do you? I, I'm yeah. sorry, Chris. Let me get a quick yeah, one. I, go ahead. I go ahead. Uh, Chris, are you surprised, I think, as much as we are, uh, how bad the, the kicking situation went on this year? I mean, it's one thing not to sign Myers. I get it. I, I was all, you know, like – I was surprised about that, but I, I understand it more now that they, why they didn't sign him. But are you surprised that they didn't bring in somebody, a legit veteran kicker, in after Myers left, or they decided not to resign him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't figure out for the life of me why the Jets brought in punting competition for Lack Edwards that I liked a lot and just hmm. gave zero competition to Chandler Carrizero. I wasn't a huge fan of Chandler Carrizero, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I thought he was yeah, shaky was. at that. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, don't, I did not like the decision to let go of Jason Myers. I feel like when you have a good kicker, you keep him. I feel like a kicker could really hurt or break, make or break you in this league. And I've seen a lot of teams go through lousy kicking, and I've seen teams – lose games because of lousy kicking that's why I really was hoping to keep Jason Myers and unfortunately we're in this predicament 
and it stinks because it's hard to evaluate kickers because one year they could be great, next year they could flop. I'm just hoping for the best, and we hopefully find a good kicker somewhere out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I not uh, Chris. I I was saying um, uh, before this uh, the the whole kicking thing, man. It's tough. It's tough for uh, for you to evaluate kickers. Like Chris, I totally agree with that. Um, um, that's why uh, I think I think it was uh, the Vikings that got that kicker from the from the Ravens that everybody was raving about yeah. because he kicked a forty eight yard field goal, and then he went over there and he stunk up the joint. So it was like. And then he got cut. So, you know, you never know how it goes. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, you never know how it goes with, with kickers. Yeah. Vikings. Uh, Chris, Chris, uh, if you if you don't know, Chris, uh, Davin really hates the Vikings. Yeah, uh, I'm not so. a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep it at that. Um, definitely um, about Josh Doxson, uh, one of the things I wanted to point out is Doxson definitely had a great, 2017 i think and then he was like mired in injuries the year after uh people keep pointing out that one catch he had uh was it 2017 or 2016 i think it was 17 uh he had a catch uh, again uh it was against the bears i think um uh that he caught was a ridiculous catch he's a taller guy so he he could bring more of a red zone threat to the Jets. So he's definitely could be an intriguing uh, get for the Jets there. I like, I, I kind of like. And with the Noah Spence thing, I think Spence is like, is one of those players that um, is an anomaly. He dominated in college, but for some reason he can't get off the ground. I mean, partly because he's been injured, but uh, and, 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 and the pros, he hasn't shown that much. I, you know, I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, if if he is would be a good. Definitely in college, that guy, whoever he was, mm-hmm. he was in college. If they could get that guy back, yes, definitely get him over here. All right. Uh, just a quick question for you, uh, Shaman and Chris. Uh, who, what, what name in, intrigues y'all for uh, for the Jets to pick up on the waivers? Uh, that one kicker that that the uh, what was it the Ravens traded a uh, fifth round pick for. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually caught him. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I forgot. It was like oh, Care. I know who you're talking Care about. Or yeah. something. You know Care. I would, at the very least, bring him in and see what he could do. You know, I mean, because what we have is so. Uh, I'm not sold on the guy that we have now, uh, but Bertolet. I'm, yeah. you know, he's been so inconsistent. So they got to bring somebody in. So if it's not him, it's it's got to be somebody. But that guy, at least the Ravens traded a fifth round pick for him. Which I was shocked at, and then they then they cut him. So, and not the Ravens, the the, yeah, the Vikings. 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 <laughs> no. Davin should have known that one right away. Um, yeah, no. So, uh, I, I I think he's the one big name for me that they got to bring in because they got to they got to solidify the kicking position. They they can't let it go like this into the season. Yeah, they they um intriguing intriguing player for me uh, would be uh Demarius Thomas. Uh, and, uh, he looked like he was getting there health-wise. Uh, he's still like again. That's something that we that we have. We we don't have is a red zone threat. He's the big guy, so it's a possibility there. Like I said, um, Josh Jackson. Like I like I said before, uh, we did have. I think kick uh, brought in a few kickers. Uh, we we got uh, Parkey and 
uh, Young Hu, I think is his name, two Young, kickers yesterday. Young Ho. Yeah. yeah. Young Ho. So, yeah. So they did have tryouts. Uh, Parky remembers the guy that uh, doinked a few times for the, uh, was it for Chicago, was it? Was it for the Chicago? He was kicking where he hit the, the post multiple times in one game. Um, I, I, was it for him, for Chicago? I think it was. But anyway, um, yeah. So they had them in. So if they didn't sign them, I'd, they, I I guess they're not really happy with them. But anyway, off the waiver wise, off the waiver or any, or that's the that's the players I was thinking of. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just want them to bring this bring this bring players that's gonna make a difference for the team. Like this, you know, not not somebody that's gonna stink up the joint, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe Parky. I, I I think I think Parky would be okay. Uh, yeah, he, he just had a bad day. He had a bad day. That yeah, yeah. He he has an okay. But he Chicago okay fans, but Chicago fans was getting at him on a kick that that was blocked. <laughs> that was blocked that they thought he missed on purpose. It, it was just ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, he's not a bad kicker, though. He's not no, a bad kicker you know, at all. And, you know what? and he's had experience kicking out outdoors because he kicked for the Bears, and before that, he kicked for Philly. And he had a go. couple of decent years for Philly, so he wouldn't be a bad choice. I mean, I'm, I'm just surprised he wasn't signed after that day because I, I don't mm. think – Bertolat is whatever his name is is better than him. So yeah, Bertolat. Yeah. Unless, unless there's someone else that uh, Chris, did you did you hear anything else about the kickers or? Honestly, no, I haven't heard anything else besides bringing in the two guys that you mentioned. Yeah, hmm. no, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna really bring nobody else in. I'll be shocked, but I don't know. They they he made the fifty three man roster for now, but. Well, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. Hey, you like, know, I wanted I uh, not to cut you, um, Davin. I I really um wanted uh to uh, bring Crystal on something I've been thinking of uh was of the um tackle situation that, uh with uh Edoga. Uh, uh, I've in my opinion, I thought that he has kind of made a a a name. He might replace Shell sometime this season because I really don't like Shell. Uh, uh, what did what did you think? What did you see, Krista? What did you think of uh, Edoga's performance in training camp? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my concern with Brandon Shell is injuries with him. Yes. I think uh, with a guy like Tuma Etika, I definitely like his upside and his potential. And he's done some good things in training camp. He's made some good blocks, and <coughs> he looks like a building piece for the future going forward, especially going into next year when uh, Calvin Beecham's contract is up as well as Brandon Shell, I think he has potential to step up for one of those guys and really help out this offensive line. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those guys that people are not talking about. I think, I think, I think the interior line, interior of the line is solid. I think, I think uh, our center situation and our guard situation is solid enough. What I worry about is the, is the is the tackles? I think I think Beecham is an okay ta- uh, tackle. I think for a left tackle, um, pass run his pass blocking is okay. His run blocking is suspect as hell. It doesn't. He never seems like he's one of those guys that could move anybody off the spot. Uh, uh, Shell is a guy that has the power, but he always, for some reason, he's like it's either he does he plays like he has a block where you're like, oh my goodness. 
you know, what a block. And then the next one is like, oh my goodness, how did he let the guy go so quickly? You know, so it's like, you know, that's why I don't trust him, you know. And I like where the kid's coming from. I think, I think, like you said, I totally agree that he, uh, he he's probably a future starter for the Jets. Hey, uh, Krista, before we go any further with the Jets and predictions, uh, how do you, how do you think uh, Alabama and Oklahoma looked this weekend? I think they looked pretty good. I'm still kind of upset losing uh, Dylan Moses on defense because I think that's going to take a big hit on our defense. And to lose a guy like that hurts. I'm really excited uh, with Alabama. We have Jerry Judy and Tua, and Jerry Ooh. Judy's connection is outstanding. And I love their connection. Jerry Judy kind of scares me a little bit sometimes because he's a guy that is extremely talented but will do anything for those extra yardage and kind of have to tell him, don't, don't, don't hurt yourself because if Jerry Judy <laughs> goes down, that's pretty much our entire offense, I feel like, because he means so much to our offense. He's a great connection with uh, Tua. And uh, and for, as far as our offense, uh, I like Najee Harris, too. And oh, yeah. When he's <laughs> out there, he's great. He has great vision. And it's great to have him back after uh, – he got penalized because I definitely feel that Alabama was had a hard time moving the ball for a good while till he came back. So I was happy he came back. And um, Stephon Diggs' brother, uh, Trayvon Diggs, uh, mm. having him at cornerback, he's been doing well. And he's been uh, helping the defense out as well. So, yeah, for Alabama, I'm kind of bummed losing uh, Dylan Moses. But I think – Alabama will survive and as far as Oklahoma I'm kind of excited to see what uh Jalen Hurts can do because hmm. uh our offensive court our, sorry our head coach Lincoln Riley sorry I still for some reason keep thinking Bob Stoops is there because <laughs> my mind all those years yeah. Lincoln Riley what he's he's done wonders for quarterbacks with uh Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield so yes. I'm very yeah. curious to see how uh Jalen Hurts is going to do can he make I it three in a row? With the high school. We'll see. That would be <laughs> yeah, something. Right? Wouldn't that, that be amazing? That would be something. Because I think uh, Trevor Lawrence has the Heisman's, Heisman lock for this year because I, I don't think anyone's stopping Trevor Lawrence. But I think mm. Jalen Hurts in this offense is going to be something to watch. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of CeeDee Lamb. Hurts oh, a man. What a player. <laughs> he is. I love, I love CeeDee Lamb a lot. Yes. I'm, I'm going to miss Hollywood for his speed because I thought him and CeeDee Lamb were a great one too. I'm yep. interested to see who steps up as the number two wide receiver. But CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Hurts is going to be a fun one to watch. And Oklahoma has a solid offensive line. So that's something to watch as well. Our yep. defense is suspect, but supposedly we have a very, very good defensive coordinator in Grinch, and he has mm -hmm. such a great name. So hopefully Oklahoma's <laughs> defense can stop a nosebleed this year. I'm excited <laughs> about our offense. And, yeah, I'm very positive about the season for both teams. It could be a good one. Cool. Since, since you just mentioned two of the better wide receivers in college football, uh, imagine the kind of wide receivers that's going to be in the draft for the next year or two. The, the, the talent that's, that's going to be coming out is going to be real, ridiculous. I mean, that's the top five off the top of my head. 
just the two guys you mentioned, they're probably the probably two of the most talented wide receivers out there in college football, hands down. It's gonna be it's gonna be a treat to see who gets them in the pros. Um, I do I do have some breaking news. Uh, from Albert um Albert Breer. Uh, Jakai Polite uh went unclaimed on waivers, and the Jets wow. have claimed uh the kicker that that we was just talking about from the Ravens. Mm. Nice. Oh, there you go. No, that that was just just now, as, as I'm, I'm looking on Twitter. But it's that that is crazy that Jakar Polite didn't nobody didn't claim him off a waiver. See, this is so so one of the one of the things I said I, I when we were talking off uh, before recording, I was talking about uh, somebody said uh, I I listened to one podcast where somebody said that I don't know if you guys remember that Polite had a bad interview or a couple bad interviews. And mm-hmm. it's a possibility that one of the bad interviews he had was with the Eagles, while Douglas was over there. Maybe he knows something that we don't know. Maybe he was probably in that room with Polite when Polite messed up his interview. Maybe that's one of the reasons why he was so out on him. That That's one of the things I wanted to say. And number two, I also wanted to say that uh, on Twitter, I saw a bunch of people talking about the fact that they felt like uh, uh, Greg Williams tried to fit him into something that he wasn't, tried to make him into a three-down linebacker when uh, his his specialty was rushing the passer. My problem with that was as much of that was his specialty in college, one of the issues that he really had was that he never really showed power. You know, being able to um, uh, convert speed into power was his issue. And he would run into tackles and t- and try and tackles would just push him up the arc, or or when he tried to go inside, they would stonewall him. So, I always I just I I had hope that he I hope that he would become something. But the fact that he he went on claim just goes to show you that I think it's kind of a consensus around the league that he was you know that he kind of you know for lack of a better term pissed off the wrong people. Yeah, he's a free agent now, and also, uh, also, uh, Joe Douglas went and got three more players: uh, the wide receiver Braxton Berrios, uh, yes. defensive end John wow. Franklin, okay. and defensive back Bennett Bennett Jackson. Mm-hmm. Don't know him. <laughs> Don't know him neither. But those are the other three guys that uh, Joe Douglas claimed he claimed four players off of waivers, uh, as just reported from Albert Albert Breer. So, um, so Krista, what is your uh? What is your predictions for the Jets this season? Oh, man. This is hitting for me in a tough spot because I'm a realist. I, I don't expect playoffs. I'm expecting someone listening to this going to boo me. But It's okay. No. It's, it's all good. Go ahead. For me, I definitely think we're on the right track. We hired the right people. We don't have uh, Adam Gaze or Greg Williams as guys. The pass rush scares me to death. And the cornerback mm-hmm. situation scares me. And I think that if you don't have a good pass rush, you need at least decent corners. And if mm-hmm. you don't have decent corners, you should at least have a good pass rush. I'm very confident in Jamal Adams and a healthy Marcus May could really, really help out this defense. But looking at the schedule, I think I'm going to get booed. I'm, pro- I'm going to have to go with seven wins. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope the Jets overachieve and prove me wrong. But I don't see this as a playoff team yet. 
I think the Jets have a lot of work to do, but I definitely think they're on the right track. Wow. We had them. I, I, yeah, I think yeah, we all I had, had the a, same record. <laughs> a little bit. I had them a little bit more. Yeah, like nine and seven, maybe. Eight and eight, nine and seven. It all depends on that first half of the season because we yeah, got our first, first eight games. Was, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> the if second they can half gets easy. They could come out three and three in those first six games. I think they got a good shot at, at you know, getting to eight and eight, nine and seven, you know, around there. But if they, you know, if they're like two and four or one and five after the first, yeah, six you could call it over. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really tough. So, yeah, yeah, um, I think I yeah I said before like what Krista said is so true. Uh, um, as as a I think I think I was speaking to multiple uh, Jet fans. And and after the fifth, when the fifty-three man roster came out, people were like dejected. You know, they're like, "Oh man, uh, I didn't, I did, I um, it it looks worse than I thought." And it's crazy when you kind of look at it that way, how you see the weaknesses. When you look at the roster, you see, like Krista just said, the fact that you don't in a league where people throw the ball multi, like a ridiculous sum per game, you and you struggle and you're gonna struggle in coverage. That's not good. You can't not have coverage ability, and you can't not have pass rush. And they don't. And I'm not. I'm not gonna say that their pass rush is all out because I think uh, the stunts up front with uh, Greg Williams, the likes, the way that he likes to play with the line, and the way he blitzes, I think that will help. Will that take them over the push them over the top? I don't think so, because again. You know, the ball comes out 2.53 three seconds. Under three seconds, most quarterbacks in the league, they don't hold the ball longer than that, you know, and with all those mesh concepts and and and, and Panthers and, and all the way where the ball is out, one, two, three, ball out, you know, um, they're going to struggle in coverage. So I'm so I'm I'm scared for it. And I think I'm, I, I applaud Krista on being a realist on that one. Because a lot of us, and we love our team, and we want to, you know, we want to, you know, be, oh, you know, gung-ho, Jets, you know, we're going to go to playoffs. But you have to be real about it, man. Uh, we're on the right track, but we're not here yet. Yeah, um, yeah so what's your – so, Crystal, what's your uh, AFC, NFC championship games? What's your Super Bowl predictions? Ooh. <laughs> oh, man, a lot of pressure, Kristen. Yeah, so trust me. We were just under pressure. <laughs> we're not gonna hold it. To you. We're yeah. not gonna hold it to you. So don't worry. Just, just out of curiosity. Oh man, it's tough, especially uh, with the Houston Texans done with the trade with the Miami Dolphins. I'm starting to yeah. wonder. They got the best left tackle. They have a young, healthy Deshaun Watson. They got Hopkins, and I think Texans might be a team to watch especially after all those acquisitions they got from the Miami Dolphins. Um, I never want to count out the Patriots much as I hate the Patriots as a Jet fan, but yeah. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, I can't yeah. count them out, unfortunately. No. And uh, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, he's been a monster there. And they got a lot of weapons and, mm-hmm. and a pretty solid defense now. And, uh, Probably and probably have to go for the NFC is probably the Saints too with Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and defense that they're putting up as well. I think they have a really good team as well. So if I had to pick two teams from the, if I had to pick a few teams that would probably be those four. Um, I don't know who else I would pick in the NFC. Yeah, 
I haven't really put too much thought into it, but those are the four Eagles. teams that come in mind that's going to do very, very well. As far as Super Bowl, man, I, I, I really, really don't know. I'm completely stumped because <laughs> league changes year to year and teams have done so much and it's tough, honestly. I mean, if there was one team that you predict to win the Super Bowl, who would it be? If you were betting right now, if you like, <laughs> I have 100 bucks, I'm going to bet on this team to win, who would it be? Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I don't, I don't know. So, something about Patrick Mahomes this year. I'd probably have to go with the Chiefs. I really think that he's going to do some great things in Kansas City, and I'd probably have to go with them. Yeah, I like I, I love the um I, I remember I love the addition of that of of uh McCall Hardman. I think I think when people see him on the field together with uh with Tariq Hill, uh, it's gonna be scary. That kid is fast and uh and he kind of had a little bit of an issue catching the ball in college, but in the preseason you saw he never he really didn't have an issue catching the ball, so it's gonna be a problem. Uh, for them, they have that kind of speed all over the field. It, it is going to be a problem, and and, and I wanted and but Krista, um, when we we were under the same pressure just before you came on, uh, Davin posted uh, posed the question to us, and we kind of were consistent. Uh, Chris and I at, at least uh, picking the Saints as the ones the one going to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, they still had the, the Vikings going in the playoffs. And, and, Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, you know, I had to say that. <laughs> that, that was y'all definitely was consistent on that one. Yeah, we were. Yes, yes. We think we think the Vikings are going to be better because they they were going to have their running back um, uh, in house because he's he's back from his injury. Uh, I'm I'm predicting he's going to play better. I'm predicting that. Don't kill me, Davin, but Kirk Cousins is going to play better. I don't know. Cousins still going to choke is, in week seventeen. <laughs> well, I, I had them as a wild card this year, so yeah. So yeah. exactly, I don't think they're, they're going to seventeen again. They got a talented team. So. Yeah, I don't think they're going to win their division or anything. Oh, no, they play week seventeen, right? So I know who? they play Chicago again. So yeah, they choking again. <laughs> but it's in Minnesota. <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. They said they still choking. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, we we both we all Krista, we all uh Chris and I both picked the Saints winning the Super Bowl. Uh, no, no, you and Davin. No, me and, Chris, me and Chris, Davin, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Me and Davin. Chris had the Chiefs beating the Eagles. He had Chiefs beating the Eagles, and you know, and then you know, I, like I said, I'll be big on Eagles if uh if if Carson Wentz stay healthy, but I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't see. I don't. Josh McCown is not going to do nothing in this backup if if Carson Wentz get injured. This is not Nick Foles. So, uh, if he stays healthy, I'll I'll be big on Eagles. But I actually picked the Cowboys in the NFC. Uh, in the NFC with the with the uh, Saints. So yeah, I don't know. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. So, any anyways, thank you for uh coming coming on with us, Krista. We 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 very appreciated you uh, coming out with yeah, us. Thank you, Krista. We love having you on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, make sure make sure y'all <laughs> make sure y'all follow us on uh Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, Instagram, NY Just Fans Podcast. As always, uh, 
watch out for us either Friday, Friday nights, or Saturday uh, as the season begin next week. And as always, take take flight. Take flight. Yeah, take flight.